What's good, bro? Oh, shit. Man, look, bro. I had drifted off in my head and forgot that I was even waiting on you to answer. It's all good. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, because I'm sitting up there thinking, like, because I didn't hear it making a little doo 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 yeah, man. Um, we in this motherfucker right before twelve thirty on a Sunday. Niggas doing watch more hoops Wednesday on a Sunday. Call it watch more hoops Sunday. Um, I'm with my nigga Train Train Thoughts TMZ Train a bevy of things you could call him. You know what I'm saying? What would you prefer to be called? Hey, it's whatever. You know, just depending on the day. Okay, so if it's a Wednesday in March, the first week of March, what would you want to be called? Man, I might be TMZ trained. I might, you know, be on TMZ Live or something like that. So, Yeah, on a Wednesday in March. Hey, <laughs> but the Watch More Hoops boys back in this motherfucker, man. TMZ train on a Sunday, man. Red versus Yoga in this bitch. And no cap. We ain't doing no capping at all. We like the NFL, man. No cap, man. All straight shit. All real shit from here on out. And uh, speaking of cap, I'm going to go ahead and jump right in, into it if that's okay. Yep. Uh, Or at least I'm going to take it and then lob it back to you because I'm kind of on the outskirts of all of this shit where I'm like, I see the idea that I got is that Kaepernick settled in his case against the NFL and shit recently. Is that is that am I correct at least up to that point? Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. Uh, and and that was the goal in hand, you know. That's why he <clears throat> was suing the league or whatnot, you know, to make them pay for not letting okay. them play. Let me stop. Let me stop you right there. Then let me ask you, why did he sue the league? And I'm only asking because I genuinely. Don't know. Sure. Uh, there was a clear, clear case of collusion, which basically meant that the owners had all, like, conspired or talked together, like, hey, don't sign Kaepernick, you know. He banned for the NFL. He banned for business. And that's pretty much what did happen, even though they're not going to admit it. The settlement, you know, does the talking. Money talk, bullshit walk. Yep. Uh, are you still there? Yep. Okay, I'll just double check it, man. You know what I'm saying? But um, okay, so I'm with you up to that point because yeah, when he doesn't get a job with any of the th- how many teams is it in the NFL? Thirty. Yeah, thirty, thirty-two. But he, yeah, he pretty much got blackballed. Like so, he doesn't get a job. Interest, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't sign him whatsoever. No matter if they third-string quarterback got hurt, they assign a random person in the stands before they assign Kaepernick. Man, them niggas would sign Satan himself. Them niggas would sign Donald Trump to a 10-day, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> Be- before they let Kaepernick back out there and shit. And, and that's what it was looking like. And you know what? Like, I'm really low-key excited to get into all of this shit with you because, you know, I just got uh, some devil's advocate to play, you know what I'm saying? I got a whole lot of devil's advocate to play with okay. a lot with, with this shit, you know what I'm saying? So... I can't wait to get into this shit. But um okay, so 32 teams conspire to not hire this guy. And then 
he finds a legal way to say, you know what I'm saying, this is illegal, y'all can't do that, and he takes them to court over it. Um, do you remember when he took them to court over it? Yeah, this has been a process, you know, the court system. But do you remember when minute. it started? Uh, maybe about a year and a half, even two years ago. So, yeah, I'm thinking 2016, 2017. And I feel like it was more recent than that. It's, it's been about it. It's been at least a year, though. It's been like a year and a half. You know, it's the beginning of 2019. So I'd say maybe it 2017, maybe early last year. But, yeah, it's been over a year, though. Yeah. Okay. So that's fine. Um, as far as far as Cap and his legal team, they got in the NFL's ass real quick because I feel like this. As far as the collusion case, I feel like I haven't even heard the word collusion before 2018. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trump between Trump and Kaepernick, like them is the biggest collusion cases I've ever heard in my life, and damn yeah. it, all the collusion cases I've heard in my life. But you know what I'm saying? Collusion pops up around. It's just a buzzword. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you know how this society is. It's, it's the buzzword. We, lo- we right? love buzzwords right now. <laughs> We love buzzwords. Goddamn yeah. problematic, toxic, triggered, triggered. <laughs> uh, I, I even throw unsettling in there and collusion. Goddamn collusion. Um, anybody that has anything to say it's about just all any- adjectives of other stuff, you know, uh, like if you like if you uh, hey, that's on, deep. On, on Twitter, somebody might say receipts. You know, in the hood, we say paperwork. Yup, yup. I I got you. I got where you going with that. But I'm like, okay, so Cap got it on with the NFL pretty quick. Like he put it on their ass, and and relative to how long lawsuits tend to take, he got their ass um to settle really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. You- it why definitely we, was hit by surprise, we, man. It's not like we was expecting, like, boom, the NFL was going to settle. We thought that, you know, it was going to, you know, be out. Out. it was going to take a minute. Yeah, it, it took a little minute, but I guess in legal, uh, in the legal system, it was pretty, it was pretty swift, actually. Man, so I have all types of questions about that that I'm just really not prepared to ask today because we go on with raw conversation like I'm coming in raw like I'm coming in with just questions about the shit uh, uh to somebody that's paying way more attention to the shit and and I really want to be enlightened about you know what I'm saying everything that's going on because I heard it pop up and I'm like whoa you know what I'm saying like I'm the, I'm the type of nigga I didn't even know who Eric Reed was you know before all of this shit came up about him yeah, so, he got he got paid too, so he getting a double dip because he already in the league. Uh, the Panthers took a chance on him and he played pretty decent, but they was like you know fucking with him real heavy, like had him under a microscope, drug testing him every week. When the drug test supposed to be random, which means you're supposed to maybe get drug tested two, three times, maybe four throughout the year. He was getting tested every damn week, and I really thought that was fucked up. Solely from the perspective of this nigga came out and told you exactly what was happening to him. And it was a story, but nobody cared. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, he told you that, like, look, I didn't got targeted for, you know what I'm saying? Nova, no, no team came out and said, that's not true. We didn't. The Panthers didn't come out and say, that's not true. We didn't test him that many, that many times. Or we, or they didn't even come out with a statement saying, well, you know, we randomly test and his name randomly came up a whole fucking lot. Like, they didn't say nothing. Nobody said nothing. Nobody did nothing. And that's the that's the like the scariest part the scariest part about that shit. Like that's the thing that lets me know this shit is real more than anything. The fact that he came out and said, Let, yo, they 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 popping my ass, pause. And nobody said nothing or did nothing and the world went on. But I'm glad he got his bread. I'm glad he got his bag at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, man. I wonder, you know, I'm nosy. I wonder how much was it? Cause for Cap, I keep hearing sixty to eighty million. That's crazy, but I say he pretty much deserved it. Uh, and the wild thing is, if he would, if they would have just let him play, I don't think he would have saw sixty to eighty million. He probably would have been in the league. He Not in his whole career, right nigga. He would have been, been making about ten to fifteen million dollars a year. Uh, so for the past three years, what that equates to thirty to forty-five million. He didn't. He didn't lick them for twice than what he was going to make playing. Okay, I have a question for you then, my brother Train. Yeah. Why do you think we don't know the amount? Because uh, in, you know, legal proceedings, they try to, you know, keep it hush-hush uh, or sealed or whatnot. And then at the same time, if they if it was public, the exact amount, not only is it them admitting guilt to give eight figures to somebody for something that's pretty much admitting guilt, but then also it's gonna, I think, be a trickle down effect, and more people will be doing their own little protest and you know following suit to get that check. Because why, why risk you know getting your fucking brain touching the silly putty every week? You could take a stand and, and settle out of court. And I'll get into that in a second, but I have a frivolous devil's advocate question. Okay. If, because this is the NFL where we know how much franchise tags are, how much each player gets paid, you know what I'm saying? Quarterback, you know what I'm saying? The quarterback market and how much quarterbacks get paid versus how much the general public feel like they deserve is a constant topic that people talk about. So the NFL ain't scared of talking about money and shit, but I understand the legal shit makes it just a tad bit different to talk about. Um, But my question is, do you think that, or don't you think that as much fuckery as the NFL generates and its constituency eats up like they really hard body go you know i'd have, I'd have had managers in life call him crappernick because they was behind the anti-kaepernick rhetoric that the nfl had his fans like they was okay with their fans doing this shit 
Um, instead of saying like, yo, we include everybody, you know what I'm saying? This is not, we don't support this kind of shit. We don't support anybody that doesn't support that. Da, 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 da. No, 30, 32 teams was like, nigga, like you talking about standing up for niggas, nigga. Like we, can't, <laughs> like, we can't have nothing to do with that, nigga. Like nobody, nope. It, 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 and, and when it comes to like, you know, gay shit, trans shit or racial shit other than black shit. It's it's a whole lot of it's a it's a whole lot of tolerance preached, and it was just this arrogant intolerance of Kaepernick, and whatever he said, whatever he did, his name, his name alone, spit on his name. All of a sudden, Nike give him a deal, spit on Nike. If you associate yourself with this nigga, is spit. On this nigga, and this is the type of league that okays this thing. So my question in a roundabout way is, don't you think that the NFL could, as arrogant as they are and as much as they enable, couldn't they um, say how much they gave him and still survive? Or would the fan base, with the with the 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 the, the fan base that is dedicated to Hayden Kaepernick? turn against the NFL if they put the number out? I think it was mutual. You know, Cap ain't want everybody knowing how much he got, and then the NFL kind of wanted to keep it hush-hush as well. So it's probably mutual on them saying, let's not uh, get get the exact number out there. Okay, let me ask you another question then. Why would Like, like, did you see old dude that won the lottery in Jamaica showed up with the screen mask on? Yeah. So when nobody know he won. I did I see that shit. Kinda, I think it's kind of like this situation, you know? Because that's exactly the question <laughs> I was about to ask. Like, why? Would you know, Kaepernick people, they're going to they gonna ostracize Kaepernick. Like, if they know he got 60 to 80 million, they're like, no, what you going to do with it? Are you going to put it back into the communities and, you know, that type of stuff? But if we really don't know the exact number, it's all speculation. So he could just really ride off into the sunset and do whatever he want without people all in his pockets. Now, that would be real pocket watching. Hey, I love that answer, bro. I love that answer. Like, I, I, I'm on deck. Like, I think I understand. Um, so, okay, I got a couple more questions about this shit. Because you're doing a good job of, like, fielding these questions. So, I just want to ask more so I can just learn more and shit. But, um... The weird thing for me, I'm not saying I have a problem with this. I just do my best to call shit down the middle. You know what I'm saying? The Watch More yeah. Hoops logo is Kaepernick, you know, and I understand the deeper implications of a Kaepernick situation beyond a Kaepernick. It means so much more when these fans and these owners are really willing to ostracize you, really willing to let their fan bases hate you really willing to not step in because we step in on a lot of shit these days, especially, you know, these type of people that hate Kaepernick, the type of person that hates Kaepernick. I don't have to get into any specificity. I don't got to describe the person that hates Kaepernick, but the person that hates Kaepernick, you know what I'm saying? Like them is the look. So, okay. But, Look, I try to call this shit down the middle, though. I try to be like, okay, I understand it from all angles, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna give nobody credit just because, you know what I'm saying? I'm giving you credit only on the merit of what you did or what you didn't do. 
Cap, we ain't seen this nigga in two years. We seen this nigga <laughs> twice. We seen this nigga in a Nike ad, and we seen this nigga on TMZ or some shit. Like, in the last two years, the same nigga, you know what I'm saying, who done got the Nike ad and got the bag from the NFL, you know what I'm saying, on the back of standing for us, ain't said shit else. Maybe he did some shit. Maybe he did some shit. But ain't said shit else. Maybe he's not in a position where he can really come out and say a whole lot without being not threatened or something. You know what I'm saying? I'm affording the room for <laughs> shit like that to happen. But I'm just wondering. It's been two years, damn near. We don't ever hear this nigga talk. We don't ever hear no updates on his cause. On this shit that we will be like, fuck the NFL. Hell yeah, Nike. And we, we super gung-ho. But we ain't heard this nigga speak at all. What's up with that? It was an illegal case. The more stuff he do could have been used against him in, in the case. So he was trying to secure the bag, lay low. Like if you if you fighting a Fed case or any other legal stuff, you know, the first thing your lawyer tell you to do is just shut up. Just shut up. Mm. Which I'm definitely gonna need to like the exact details of when the collusion case you know first got filed and because i feel like he's largely been silent ever since that press conference or whatever it was where they asked him where they asked him why were you kneeling while everybody was standing and i feel like he's largely been silent since then and they and they got a couple of little you know um videos on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and shit where he popped up and shit and spoke and shit. But at the same time, like what you said make a lot yeah, of sense. I'm pretty like, sure his legal counsel you. told him to. You know, the more you say and do, the more it can be used against you. We don't even see this nigga though, bro. And I guess it would be a media shit storm. If, if Tyler Kaepernick showed up at a Lakers game just to kick it, not talk shit, you know what I'm saying, just to yeah. kick it, it and probably it probably would be a shit storm. And another thing a lot of people don't know or maybe know is when you see a lot of people in the news it's a PR bro and it ain't natural or organic it's their PR team you know putting them on media runs calling TMZ hey we gonna be in such and such such and such come through and you know shoot us some questions so he didn't he haven't he purposely haven't had any uh, PR media runs you know cause when he do it's because it's, it's set up it's organized it ain't just random you know, there's so much going on in the world with news. They can find a story about anything. When they put you to the forefront, it's usually uh, a PR, not a PR stunt, but just it's, it's a run. You know, it's, it's organized. Uh-huh. So when do you think he going to have his run in? Like, when is his run finally going to start? Now that he won the case, now that, you know what I'm saying, everybody got to eat his ass with a spoon, <laughs> went when does the run start? When does the run start? Because to me, it's two different runs. I honestly, it's a run. I honestly don't know. I'm thinking it could go one or two ways. He can either, you know, really come out to the forefront now. I'm going to do this, this, and that and become like a superhero and all that. Or he might just take his bread and ride off into the sunset like everyone claimed that they would do if they ever came up with a lump sum of money like that. So. It's going to be interesting to see what, what do happen. I have no idea, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, but I still feel like, like two different runs have to happen. I feel like the run where you explain 
the last two years and you know what I'm saying? Like, not that he necessarily like owes the world an explanation, but you know, you after this shit storming out, you kinda like you know, you don't owe, but yeah, you kind of owe the people something. The yeah, because we was something. behind them. We we spearheaded it. You know, we didn't stand behind them. I, I don't think he would have necessarily won, because just have seeing all the support behind them gave him, you know what I'm saying, the confidence to to stick through it. He could have gave up. I'm pretty sure they offered him a a lot less earlier on, or. What not? He could have, you know, had other options. Could have played in the Canadian Football League, even the new football league they offered him. But having the people behind him gave him the confidence and the strength to, you know, fight through it and see through it. So I ain't gonna say he owe it to us, but we kind of do deserve an explanation. And you know, yeah, uh, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Like, not not necessarily that he owes, but yeah, we deserve it though. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the the emotional investment that um, both sides then committed to all of this whole situation yeah. and shit. You know people, what I'm people, people that straight up gave up the NFL. You know, people that used to watch religiously this and that. Shout, shout out to me. It, shout exactly. out to watch. Shout out to watch more hoops. You know, people didn't change their whole lives and trajectory. And we know in this crazy fucked up world, we need things like sports, you know, to, to entertain us and take our minds off all the crazy stuff. So for people to make that sacrifice in itself and stand in solidarity with them, that, that's huge in, in itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hold on. Paco, say what's up real quick, man. I got Paco near me and shit, man. Train, what's happening, fool? What's the word, bro? You know what I'm saying? He just made his cameo, man. That's an Easter egg for the uh, Watch More Hoops community and shit. Hey, hold up. Let me let me go down and hit that champagne on time. It's a celebration, bitches. <laughs> My nigga has no shirt on walking in the rain, man. My nigga's a, a pure savage. savage. But... Um, uh, man, you know, then he white fall around here scared as fuck right now, bro. <laughs> but, um, okay, yeah. So, I think it's the it's a twofold thing he has to explain, or you know, we deserve an explanation for. It's the what has the two the last two years and your silence really been about? Even if we, even if we can deduce. That it was because of his legal team. We still don't know that was the reason for his silence. You know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, we don't know until you tell us. We don't know until you tell us. And I feel like the number two in the twofold uh, explanation that we deserve is what now? Because you started all of this in the name of, you know, police brutality and speaking up for us. You got the bag now. If you shut the fuck up now. You know what I'm saying? Then it's like, if we write it out on paper, it's you speak up against police brutality in the name of us. You get paid from the consequences of speaking up against police brutality. You ride off into the sunset. That is not acceptable. Yeah, it's it's just crazy in the sense of who knows if he even wanted to take it this far. It could have just 
spiraled out of control and he just had to ride with it as well. He was probably, you know, if you if you just kneel on the sideline, you think, you know, it might be an article or, you know, it might be on Skip Bayless might talk shit about it the next day. You don't expect it to start a national movement and you get blacklisted from the league and, you know, around up millions of people. I don't think he really expected that to happen, but it did happen. So he had to kind of roll with the punches and, and freestyle for the most part because you just like anything in life, you don't really know what's going to go viral. You might even plan for it, but it don't happen. But I honestly don't think that he expected it to be as huge as it was. And it was. So he had to just play it by ear and do what he could do. But yeah, I would like to know the dynamics and what's really going on. But now that you mentioned that, I think he might actually have been like filming this whole process. So it might be turned into like a Netflix special or some shit. Like fuck a 30 for 30. It's going to be a 60 for 60, nigga. Yeah, so... So I wouldn't be surprised if we see this shit on Netflix coming up. But uh, don't you bring it up? I do want to stop you real quick and tell you that you are on fire today, sir. NBA, NBA Jam, baby. You know what I'm saying, bro? You you boom shakalaka out there, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, okay. So my last thing that I can ask you about about this shit is that um. What do you think about this theory? This is my theory, okay. almost. Kind of. It's, it, it's kind of half-baked theory, but you know what I'm saying? We do half-baked theories on the Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Because, hey, man, I'm not trying to be out here actually think piece in this shit to death. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be somewhere in the middle yeah. of, of, you know what I'm saying, taking it as the entertainment in the media space that it is and taking it serious enough for the uh the consequences that exist beyond it and shit but i don't want to be too far on uh either side you feel that's what real journalism is and shit i didn't even know i didn't even know that's what real journalism is let them choose what they want to eat you know they apparently i'm achieving it or at least i'm just giving niggas you know what i'm saying how i look i'm giving niggas my unique take on shit you know what i'm saying because it might be some shit people haven't thought about even if you don't agree with it you know, that's what I'm saying? how I try shit. to be. That's how I try to be too. You know, if I don't agree with my, I try to understand it because understanding is knowledge. When you don't understand, occur to understand. That's how you become one-sided or ignorant. And I try to understand both sides, even though I usually pick a side. You want to understand both sides, even if you don't agree with it. But that's real knowledge. Understanding. Man, and that's why I watch more who's it started as a podcast and, and will become an institution. But with that said, my theory is that Colin Kaepernick has almost become like the Rosa Parks of this generation. Okay. And you're like, okay, I'm with you so far. Um, because I love the point that you made about Maybe he did it. Maybe he thought it would be picked up in a couple of articles and he did his part and didn't really expect the whole whirlwind. And the shit spiraled out of control to the point where it's like you just doing your best to maintain and come out on top. Same thing, same yeah. thing with Rosa Parks. Do you think she said, Man, I'm finna start, I'm finna really kick off this civil rights movement by saying fuck getting up? No, she was or, just, she was probably just tired and was like, Fuck it, fuck it. I'm, I'm not getting up. <laughs> 
Not 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 today, cracker. Like I didn't work too motherfucking hard and shit. And 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 that that's exactly what I was, you know, getting at. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like how they kind of just fell into it, but you know, they stubbornness kind of propelled them to the front of a social justice discussion. Yeah. Yeah, I would I witnessed it firsthand uh from what happened in 2014 when Mike Brown was murdered by Darren Wilson. It spearheaded the quote unquote Ferguson movement. People was just outraged and mad because of all the bullshit that was just going down. And they propelled themselves into leaders and leaders of the movement when they was just out there showing their anger and outrage and like something got to be done. And next thing you know, they on CNN. I got people, friends that I know that was just, you know, outraged and now they're literally politicians in the city. They're, you know, social uh, activists, you know, and things like that with tens or hundreds of thousands of followers and doing speeches around the world, traveling in the world on, on social activist stuff. So stuff, stuff just happened, you know, and I think that's pretty much what happened to Kaepernick. I don't think he wanted to be what it is today. I'm pretty sure he had his trials and tribulations with it. But, you know, most athletes, man, at the end of the day, they just want to play ball, get money. And the thing is about, like, the Rosa Parks parallel is that, like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's almost too bad that uh, Nike wasn't around when Rosa Parks did her thing because, you know, Kaepernick gets backed by a sneaker conglomerate and shit, um, you know, for, for his stance. And Rosa Parks didn't necessarily, you know, she didn't necessarily get that backing and shit. So it's almost like, what if there was a Nike around back then to be like, you know what? You know, because Nike make walking shoes and shit too. You know what I'm saying? They make shoes and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if Nike was around back then, they could have gave Rosa Parks a deal. But then again, I'm thinking like, if Rosa Parks had that Nike shoe technology, maybe her feet wouldn't have hurt. And then, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we wouldn't even, we wouldn't even got, you know what I'm saying? If, if Rosa Parks had a pair of Luna lines that she was working in, Most would she have just, Most would she have just gone to the back of the bus? <laughs> <laughs> Most importantly, though, she had the people behind her. It was millions of people that felt the same damn way she felt. So she had real organic people that was ready to ride for it. When in the sense of Kaepernick, same thing, but at the same time, you have people like Nike and social media telling you this is what's right, this is what's wrong. So it's kind of swaying people, playing up on people's emotions when Rosa Parks' situation, I think, was a little bit more organic because it was like, man, why the fuck do we have to go to the back? Like they dealt with it firsthand. A lot of people want to feel uh, like first they, foot. They want to feel like they victims because they, you know, might be uh, not on the status they want in life or be upset. Oh, that's mad, deep. Mad, that's deep. Whatnot. So they want to. Everyone love to play the victim and underdog today. No matter Preach. what, you can have somebody that's a that grew up in a billionaire family and they're still twisted narrative. I had to go to boarding school. I never got to see my dad. He was always traveling. Uh, having money, everyone just thinks that you're spoiled and just make themselves the victim. 
So no matter when I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everyone want to be a victim today and play the underdog when you know back during the civil rights movement that really was the fucking case. We we couldn't, you know, eat at certain restaurants. We had to go to the back. We weren't invited places. It was literally a a whites only bathroom, a whites only, you know, a water fountain, things like that. They're just crazy that we don't even understand and congress. We might see it on TV, but to actually live it is completely different. And that's what they had to do. And that's where the real outrage came and the real boycott happened. Where today people boycott it, they just do that shit because it's trendy, man. In reality, a boycott don't work unless you're the main demographic or target audience that the company's building towards, like Gucci. Gucci, they see a lot of money from rappers and, you know, people like that. But for the most part, they're a European company. So that shit that they pulled with the little blackface thing, man, that ain't going to hurt their bottom line. I was telling my wife, if anything, it might gain them share a wallet with, with the racist and the Trump supporters that didn't even fuck with Gucci because they saw it as a hip hop brand or a Europe brand. But they say, you know what? I like that blackface shit, or you know, just to be defiant, like how we went out and really supported Nike when they stood behind Cap. Ooh, the, the mag, the that boy, that boy on fire! Ooh, you, you might see, you might see, motherfucker, make America great again, Gucci bucket hats. You hear me? You never know, man. So, that, and that's what it is today, man. You got to troll and be polarizing because that's how you get the people, man. When you polarizing. Half the people love you, half the people hate you, but you got all of their attention. Okay, now give me a quick moment to both agree and disagree with you. Okay. Um, I agree with you that the same way the Nike endorsement of Kaepernick energized the black community, the minority communities across the country, is the same way that Gucci shit will energize white people that don't like niggas and shit. Like, good, y'all did that shit and disrespected them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Good, y'all did it, you know what I'm saying? So, good. And we feel, as a matter of fact, nigga, if they if they want to say they don't fuck with y'all, nigga, we fuck with y'all more, nigga. Yeah, good. Them niggas are away from Gucci. Now it's safe to buy Gucci again. I love it. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, I definitely get uh that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm on board with that shit. I agree, and I definitely think that's what happened. And I definitely think why. I think I definitely think that is why it was done. You know what I'm saying? To 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 re to re-energize their real fans and get some of this goddamn nigga ass uh attention off of them. But I gotta disagree with you on the premise that just because niggas ain't Gucci's main demographic that a boycott is rendered completely ineffective. I still think boycotts, whether it's Gucci, whether it's the Montgomery bus system, you know what I'm saying? Boycotts bring unwanted attention to your shit. And I think, you know what I'm saying, just the the purpose of a boycott ain't always to stop you from making money or, you know what I'm saying, or hurt your bottom line. 
it's just to disrupt. It's just to disrupt what you got going on. You know what I'm saying? Just to disrupt your business long enough for you to be annoyed with us the way we are annoyed with you. And, I hear you. Yeah. At the same time, though, I think that a lot of people not intelligent enough to truly boycott. Like uh, Floyd Mayweather had posted something, and I know he didn't write the shit, but he was basically saying, like, under oh, the Gu- he's on fire! <laughs> under the Gucci umbrella, it's not just Gucci. You got Alexander McQueen, you got Balenciaga, and you know these other brands were were you know people do silly shit like they might say, "Man, I ain't fucking with Coca Cola no more. Why drinking a Sprite? You big dummy. They under the same umbrella, you know. So, oof. So to really boycott these big companies, man, you have to give up a lot. We might gotta read. We might gotta rename this podcast to the Church of Train on Sunday. Hey, I just tell it how it is. Man, you definitely did that, man. You you didn't preach nothing but the gospel on this. And it's just, Sunday, like, man, you you feel me? You feel me? <laughs> and so, nah, um, that's my that on that, man. Like, I I just had questions about this shit. Like, I didn't want to like necessarily um think piece this uh Kyla Kaepernick settlement to death. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just had questions that I had about about the situation that I presented, you know what I'm saying? And and basically I got all my questions answered and shit. So it's like really that's all I have for it and shit. So um I'm gonna switch gears swiftly, ask you about something really quick before I know you want to talk about the AD shit. So I just got one thing real quick that I just want to ask you about uh from your business perspective and shit. Yeah. The Fortnite shit. And everybody's suing these niggas and everybody's losing. Where Fortnite, the game, they got celebration dances and shit. Yeah, like, yeah I'm, I'm hip with it. Like like the Carlton Banks dance, you know, from the Fresh Prince, Millie Rockin' and all that. I think the lesson in that, man, is to get your business. Shout out to, shout out to Black Boy JB from my city. Yeah, the shoot dance. With the, with, all with the shoot dance. And then they said you can't copyright a dance. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. So that's where it's sticky at or slippery at. But on a lot of stuff, man, people come out here, you know, they build a little small brand. I'm telling you, man, trademark and copyright your shit. Because the the savage in me, man, I got a little 50 cent in me. I ain't going to lie. People people that I didn't kind of fell out with or don't fuck with, they little brands that they thinking about, you know, they trying to do, I'm thinking about copywriting and trademarking that shit, sending them a cease and desist, and I own that shit. Like, and I and I learned this savagery back uh, in the dot-com days when websites really started taking off. It was people that would just buy domain names just because they know that people are using, want them in the future, hold on to them just so they could sell it. So it's like, you got to have your business in order, but like you said, you can't necessarily copyright and trademark a dance but i think man the fortnite if they was really on the up and up for the record i think you should be able to i like i'm not gonna go deep into that at all oh, I, I don't have... it's, it's intellectual property you know it's it's talent based just like a, a song you know being mastered and or whatnot so i i, I agree with you on that too yeah i'm thinking there's some kind of way that you got to figure something out or 
you know, even just come to them and say, hey, man, I need some kind of check or something like this. And you can even, you know, do some kind of partnership where y'all work together on it. But they pretty much hijacked the shit. So. So speaking of boycotts, speaking of boycotts, the ineffectiveness or the effectiveness or the disruption of boycotts. Okay, I'll just put it like this. If Kaepernick settled and we need to divert our boycott energy somewhere else, I feel like that boycott energy should be directed towards um, PUBG. I think that's the company behind them, uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, that is behind Fortnite because simply because all they are doing is taking culture and not cutting you in. They like they they they, they oh, yeah. making a killing. On culture and not cut niggas in. I mean, I can understand the 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 chess game of court. And if you lose legally, like if you lose, you know, through litigation, then you lose. But if a lawsuit or any type of issue is presented to PUBG, knowing damn well that they taking culture and dance moves from niggas I don't understand that I mean I guess they flexing their muscle showing that they absolutely don't have to but I don't understand if you are just not a, a devilish culture vulture why you wouldn't just holler at these people off rip and be like look we finna use your dance and like you said Make some type of agreement. Y'all do some business from there. Y'all do some promo from there. Like, no, it, it, what they're literally saying is, fuck you. We want your shit, but we don't want shit to do with you. And that's a really arrogant thing to actually be going on that's right now case. and to be getting away with. They, That's the actual case, man. They savages. They got a, they got a legal team. They a multi-billion dollar company. I'm pretty sure, you know, they was when they was making the game, you know, they got the little cool hip millennials. It's like, yeah, we should put in these dances. Then it was like, but yeah, let's go ahead and get it cleared. Boom. Legal say you don't have to get it cleared. That shit can't be copyrighted or trademarked. They said, boom, let's run with it. And so they knew it from firsthand, and that's why they did it. Because you, you know the music game, a lot of stuff, if you sample or something, you got to get that shit cleared first, unless you're just doing it for promotional purposes. This ain't for promotional purposes. Fortnite is 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 the biggest game probably right now today. So they legal team, you know, it, it's just a savage world we live in. Like look at look at Amazon, man. All that fucking money they made, they ain't paid not a penny in taxes in 2018. They don't have to pay a penny in taxes. Yeah. So okay, give me your final verdict on uh PUBG and Fortnite. I don't even know much about the Fortnite game, but I, you know, obviously because of how big it is, I hear about it. Like all the NBA players love it, and all the kids obsessed with it. I know they're selling the merchandise now, but I've never even played the game. But I've, ne- I've never did. played it, but I, I, it's enough people around me that just go in relentlessly on that shit that I, I, I feel the impact. They did wrong, man. To make things right, they need to cut checks. They need to cut checks to all the people that they, you know, using the stuff from the Millie Rocks, Block Boy JB, uh, 
What's the, what's the dude's real name? Alfonso Rivera? Of Alfonso Rivera? Banks. Yeah. Even if you don't cut chicks, cut opportunity. Cut, like, it, it, yeah. extend your hand in some way. I don't necessarily have to dictate what way you decide to extend your hand, but extend your hand if you take it from these people. Yeah, check checks need to be cut in, like you say. Partnerships need to be made. So, so yeah, that's some sucky shit about Fortnite, no doubt. Final verdict from the boy Train, man. Okay, so hit me with these uh these these AD trade deadline related discussions. Yeah, man. Uh, NBA has been really exciting this year, and to say the least. Every time, every time I see this type of stuff happen, I be thinking about like internal beef like the Lakers, man. They tried to trade the whole damn team and and more. So it's like, what kind of internal turmoil and rift does that present? Like, the average person don't think of that. We just think of them as like, you know, basketball players, but their whole lives could be uprooted, like having to move across the country, don't even know where at any moment. And then to know that your boss or whatever, your employer trying to get rid of you, they got to fuck with your mental, man. One hundred percent, man. Like, um, And you expect to play at such a high level when we know a lot of professional sports, they physical specimens, but it's the mental that take you there because it's, it's people that's just athletically superior, but they don't have the mental to be a professional. So the be on point as a prof- it's the definition of being a professional knowing that you could be traded or your livelihood is stripped from you at any moment for basketball reasons or even just if i presented if i presented from this angle where you are Brandon Ingram on the Lakers, Kyle Kuzma on the Lakers. I'm not going to count uh, KCP, uh, Kentavious Caldwell Pope. I'm not gonna count him because he si- signed the clutch sports with LeBron and Rich and them, so I ain't gonna count him. But you're Brandon Ingram, you're Lonzo Ball, you're Julius Randle, you're um, um, it's one more person I can't think of, but you're all of these people who are existing on the Lakers, and then the LeBron storm comes. And LeBron has become his own conglomerate in the league, which, you know, we're all proud of a black man doing within this historically white man's league. But it's almost as if he's operating with these, you know, super ultra Caucasian conglomerate movements that just, you know, absorb businesses, cut out small businesses. If you if you in the way, you just in the way. If you take it, you know, you just the casualty of my business. And even though he's a great black athlete wielding a lot of power in a white man's world, I think a lot of young black men trying to come into their own power um, end up getting cut out because of it, and then don't get me wrong, he helps a lot of people. Like shit, nigga, I'm a nigga James Jones. Um, 
um 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 what's the Richard Jefferson, J.R. Smith, Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Like if you a bronze homeboy, this nigga's in the homeboy hall of fame. You know what I'm saying? If you a yeah. bronze homeboy, he got you. But other young black men like Kyrie and shit, like Brandon Ingram, gotta end up facing the right. Like Chris Bosch. I, you know what I'm saying? I think it goes under so like how much like yeah like so it's like you supposed to be grateful because you won a couple rings and shit but ultimately he got his career changed and ended by the LeBron conglomerate he got the biggest opportunity he ever got in his life because he was in Toronto playing in obscurity you know what I'm saying averaging a double double on the sea on in seasons and shit Toronto one of Toronto's best players ever Back when Toronto wasn't shit to talk about because Toronto wasn't shit to talk about until 2019. But he was in obscurity, and he got the biggest chance of his life. But it it, it came with that Bron conglomerate. Chris Bosh went from a great first option player on his team to a third option in LeBron's world. And after LeBron leaves, the you know Miami Heat franchise kind of flounders. Uh, Chris Bosh Flounders. He got his money at the end of the day with uh Miami and shit. But Flounders and LeBron just leaves and shit. Goes to the Cavs. You know what I'm saying? A lot of young niggas. Deion Waiters, Kyrie Irving. Young niggas gotta just, you know, shift their whole shit because he's here. And he's moving in on small business. Damn near gentrifying basketball. Like we said earlier, man, it's a savage world we live in, and it come down to one term, ultra-capitalism. Mm-hmm. That's the end game. A lot of players just want to be in the NBA and play, you know, take care of their family, get their bread, retire, and live a good life. LeBron wants fucking dominance. He wants to be a billionaire. He wants to be a team owner. So everything he do is setting up for that. So he's playing a different game. They're playing the they're playing the game. He's playing the business game. He's using playing to leverage the second half of his life where he's gonna be a billionaire, he's gonna be an owner and things like that. So that's why it's, they play two completely different games. But in a situation and I and I one hundred percent understand what you're saying, and I and I think you are spot on about this shit, but Take an Andrew Wiggins who gets drafted by the Cavs, you know what I'm saying? And he's it's supposed to be Andrew Wiggins, Kyrie Irving and shit, trying to build a future for the franchise. Kyrie Irving wants to be the man. Andrew Wiggins is the young nigga coming up and shit. And maybe he wouldn't have worked out, you know what I'm saying? Because he really hasn't worked out up to this point in his career. But a nigga like Andrew Wiggins get drafted for the Cavs, they start, and he was a he was hype. You know what I'm saying? Coming out of Kansas and shit, I think he was like, you know, top five pick, if, if not number one. So he's hype. They selling, they already selling Andrew Wiggins jersey. Braun decides, I'm going back home, baby. And matter of fact, we shipping Andrew Wiggins out, young nigga out for Kevin Love. So, you know what I'm saying? Like all of a sudden, like just because of the Braun effect, this young nigga ain't got no chance to develop, you know what I'm saying? Like with with LeBron, like I don't know. Yeah, man. I ain't trying to nip. It's the way of the world. Like I I tied it back into ultra capitalism, man. 
it's going to be positives and it's going to be negatives on anything. Like everything we going towards now is going to be automation, you know, which means we're losing millions of jobs. But guess what? It's going to make the lives of other people a lot more convenient. So it's always going to be give and take, man. And that's the world we living in. Everything that happened now is give and take. Social media give us real time information, but it make us less social than ever. People always got their head down in their phones. We 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 informed more than ever, but at the same time, we interact with humans less than ever. It's people that don't even fucking go to places like Walmart, Target, grocery stores. They just got Amazon Prime accounts, toilet paper, toothpaste, all this shit, get milk to them. They're not even, you know, going out and shopping. And then you see all these retail stores closing, downsizing, things like that. It's just the world we live in. Everything we everything we do and convenience by is going to be a cause and effect. So to be able to see these great teams, these big threes and all this and that, it's disrupting a lot of other shit and it's the give and take. And you know what, man? You have been brilliant today, man. God damn it, man. But <laughs> watch, watch, watch boy hoops, nigga. Oh man, shit, nigga. Oh man. Classes in session. Oh shit. Wait, well, way to hit him with it, goddammit. I ain't said that shit in so long, man. Thank you for that, man. Classes in session. And as a matter of fact, you know what I'm saying? Class been in session, man. We about to go ahead, man. I think I think motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, they got an action packed. Session and shit, man. So, nigga, about to dismiss class, man. But, yep. but anything else, man? I mean, I ain't got shit else. At least, you know what I'm saying. Like nothing else that you know popped up on my radar, and I just feel strongly enough about you know as far as the the, the sports world goes and shit, man. The rest of this shit is just we cruising until the playoffs start. As far as hoops go. Uh, the NFL just settled with cap, so you know what I'm saying. They I got damn... a question for you, though, bro. What's up? I'm putting you on the spot already. Where does AD land? What will be the next team he played for? Um, I think it's gonna be the Lakers. I, I could definitely see that. What threw me for a curveball, though, is when he recently just said he'll play for any other team except the Pelicans. And what that told me was that he might not necessarily want to play for the Lakers or the Celtics. He just won out of New Orleans. And and my guess or my hunch is that they promised him something or did him real dirty. For you to say that you'll play for any other team except the team you play for, that just means you fucking won't out. It ain't that you appealed by the Lakers or the Celtics or any other team. You just fucking want out of your current situation. So I really want to know what did they do to him to make him be like that? Oh, well, no, I think it's just that that timeline of them announcing that uh, because, you know, he's with Clutch Sports with LeBron's homie, Rich Paul. So it gets tricky when you are represented by LeBron's homie and then you say you want to go to LeBron's team. Like, 
I, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it at all. Like, I ain't fronting on that shit. You know, when you got that type of power, I guess you're supposed to wield it. But for your organization, if they don't know shit about that shit, if they didn't see it coming, and you, and then all of a sudden, you like, yeah, so I want out, and I want to go ahead and sign with the homeboy or my homeboy. And they like, well, bro, what the fuck, man? Like, like, nigga, like, like everything the- a power move. Everything a power move. Like, have you seen how uh, Magic Johnson reached out to Ben Simmons and was like, "Oh yeah, I see a lot of, I see a lot of myself in you. We should, we should work out in the off season. That's that's a fucking power play, you know. Uh, the Hornets, they they finna start pitching free agents. Like, yeah, man, uh, come come play for us, and you can play pickup with Jordan. That, that shit's appealing, man. It's power plays. And I respect the power play, but when you pull, I think if you pull that power play and your organization ain't privy to it in any type of way, then they are incentivized to pull a power play of their own. Yeah. And I think that's all that happened. You know what I'm saying? I think that, that and I think that him saying, He'll play for anybody, but the Pelicans is a power play back in like like a return serve. Like get me out of here. <laughs> like I'll fuck with anybody but you bitches. They gotta they gotta hurt, man. They got rid of the GM. That's still not good enough. It's it's some fishy shit going on down there. Yeah, it's all fucked up. It's over with. You know what I'm saying? Like he's gone. Like I can't 100 percent guarantee that he's uh, gone to LA, but I got one hundred percent guarantee he's gone. And like, and like we just talked about, it's a chain ball reaction that's affecting other people. Didn't uh, Holiday say he pretty much resigned or stayed with them so he could play with AD? Now he's stuck. Oh, oh shit! I was smart on his part, and it was, but it was still a gamble on his part. You know? Yeah. Like you, 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 you gonna gamble on? So you gonna sign a contract to play with a nigga who's approaching his free agency on a team that ain't even popping? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just, we just, uh, so many dynamics, and we let emotions and what what we think makes sense at the time, you know, get us get us going. Everybody always say it's a business, it's a business, but you. It's hard to really think that until it fucking happened. You you don't go into work every day thinking, oh man, I'm finna get fired or laid off. But that's a very well real possibility because at the end it is a business, but you expect to go to work, clock in, clock out, do whatever work or job you do and go home. You don't expect to say, Hey, we no longer need you. But that's that's the reality at the well- same time. Yeah, they 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 have a lot less control than we have over our situations, and still have a lot more control over their situation than we have. Somehow, it's a weird anomaly. But here's my hot take about uh, AD, the Pelicans, and the Lakers and shit. I think that AD is the best number two type option since Scottie Pippen or Shaq. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like Scottie Pippen or Shaq. 
Like, I think he's the best. And I don't even think Shaq was, like, really a number two. But I think either, you know, it could have went either way with him and Kobe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some days Shaq could have been a number two. Some days Kobe could have been a number two. You know what I'm saying? But either way, because they were both great, it fluctuated between one and two. You weren't getting down to three. Shaq was never the third best player on that Lakers team. Kobe was never the third best player on those Lakers teams and shit. So I think AD is in a situation where he's the number one and not winning and shit because he's a true awesome number two. I don't think he's that true number one. I don't think Shaq could have did what he did on the Lakers without Kobe, even if he was the number one. if Even if he was 1A, he couldn't have did it without You know Kobe. what, though? What's up? I, I didn't mean to cut you off. This may be only a handful of number ones in the NBA. It, since, like, the way that you putting it, like, they recently asked Harden, you know, like, he was like, the way he play is fun, but it's not going to lead to the Rockets winning the championship. And and that's crazy. Like He's a number one, though. He put up. He's a huh? number one. I don't think so. I don't. I think it's only a handful of number ones, man. I think he just need a number two, and he don't have it. And Chris Paul ain't it, and y'all paid that nigga. I do have to plug my uh, thunder right now. That motherfucking Paul George and Westbrook combo is, is cooking right now. And so on that note, I got another hot take. I've always thought Westbrook was in that same class as AD, even though I think AD is a lot better than Westbrook. Like, Westbrook is on the low end of this. But Westbrook, to me, has always been a person who should be a great number two. And I think that's why the Thunder are doing so well right now because for so long, Russell Westbrook tried to be number one. And I'm not denying his competitive spirit. You're supposed to fight you know what? to be the alpha dog. But but for what he can actually give us, what he's actually giving the Thunder and shit, I, from, from my eye test, from his track record, he is best suited as a, an extremely great number two behind somebody who's way better than him. I got to throw an audible right now. In today's NBA, there's no such thing as a number one. That's why everybody trying to form up and make a big three. You all need a side kick or a couple side kicks. No matter how fucking good you are, can't just one dominant player you know they team the victory you need you need a side kicker too so there's no such thing as a number one no you got that, that's that's what makes number twos is number ones you know what i'm saying you can't have a number two without a number one so i think there are number ones you know what i'm saying but number ones need great number twos and only great number ones with great number twos really get over the hump uh except for some extreme anomalies like detroit uh, and Dallas when they won and shit. Yeah. But what you know, number one in today's NBA you think could win a championship just by themselves? No, nobody can do it alone. Is my point. Nobody can do it. Okay, I no, see what you're saying. Nobody can do it without a great number two. But some of these niggas that want to be great number ones and they are given the responsibility of great number ones should be great number twos with another great number one handling the position. I think Paul George is a great number one, I think, or at least for the Thunder. Um, I think James Harden is a number one. I think Steph Curry is a number one. I think Kawhi Leonard is a number one. You know what I'm saying? 
I think right now Embiid is a number one. I don't think he a number one. I think they got a whole bunch of, you know what I'm saying? I think they got a bunch of number twos. Yeah. But Embiid, man, when he mad and he dominant, he's the most dominant big man in the league. He should be. He should be the number one of that of that team. And I think that's what he's fighting for currently, though. I think that he definitely sure. is fighting for his spot as number one on that team. As a matter of fact, I gotta, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm say he's a number one. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna change my I'm gonna change my opinion. Embiid is the number one. I agree. I got to put some respect, man, on, on the Greek freak. Uh, name that's a, that, well, that's a number one. He's a, and the kid can't even shoot. He's he's dominant. He's as dominant as he is, and he can't even shoot. That's scary. Yeah, and they just got Miritich, man. He got shooters all around him. It's going to get real scary come the playoffs and shit. But I don't want to get too into Kyrie, but I think Kyrie will probably be best suited as a great number two, which is what, you know what I'm saying, which is when he was at his height as the extraordinary number two to the number one LeBron. Yeah, and, and in this ego, He can't be the world, number one. Like- like you say, everybody everybody want to be a number one. I'd be super happy being a number two because you gonna, you know, you gonna you get to step up and and do your thing, and you could be the number one some games, but it's not all on your shoulders. To have somebody by your side that that you don't have to take all the blame for, but you get a lot of the credit for it. being a number two man. That's probably the best position to be in. It just, it's just too bad. Uh, and and that's why my to see it clicking, like that. man. Westbrook and George complement each other so well. Westbrook finally accepted that number two role. Because he want to win now. You know, he, he getting a triple-double damn near every game. They don't they do not do shit but, but, you know, shits and giggles. It's fun in games, but to know that you can delegate a little bit to, to PG and y'all winning, it, it just makes sense to. Because once you get the money and you get the accolades, you, you want to fucking win. Yeah, that's real. That's what's most important. You want to win. Got my yeah. I didn't even know you were still here. Yeah, I'm, I'm still on right now. Yeah. We, can, we can wrap it up, though. Uh, how shit forever, though? Shout out to my nigga Scrap. Hey, that's all I need to say. Hey. But I still feel like you got some more to say, though. Same with it for three days, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going yeah. yeah, to do a lot of edits. Right, uh... <laughs> you like Quavo. Let's wrap Just it up, then. Where Paco at? I think he coming back, man. Hey, ain't, ain't, he ain't, left? Ain't uh, Paco coming back here? Yeah, they coming back here, so you straight. Oh, yeah. I'll stay to somebody, bitch. All right, but do it. All right. Oh, nigga, crazy. But, um... Nah, Westbrook, uh, I, I wrap it up like that, man. Westbrook, man... Yeah, he had to, he had to finally stop trying to be the number one. He because he has an alpha dog attitude. He has an alpha dog mentality. I won't take nothing away from his spirit, but he didn't have an alpha dog skill set. So, you know, 
I'm glad he finally accepted the fact that it's somebody better for the role and shit. And now he's, you know, living up to his best potential and shit. He learned from his direct mistake. That's growth. You got to respect that. Yeah, man. That shit, it took him long enough. It only took him 13 seasons. <laughs> but, hey, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 you know, whatever it takes, wherever it breaks, man. Yep. But, yeah, nah. <laughs> right, we gonna go ahead and wrap it up, man. Uh, Thank you to Big Homie Train out in St. Louis joining us for a Watch More Hoop session of the Hoopcast and shit, man. Like I said, my nigga on fire and shit today, man. And, and it's been a hot little second since we did one and shit. My nigga came in hot, stayed hot, ended hot. You know what I'm saying? So, Look, this shit ain't this shit is unfuckwittable. Hashtag watch more hoops, nigga. Watch more hoops, you bitches. Oh, I got one final question for you since we doing final questions and shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna shoot from half court. I'm on fire. How many? <laughs> how many people are boycotting next NFL season? People that don't fuck with it for real anyway. And there we have it, nigga, which is going to be probably still me, nigga, because I'm still like, hey, man, I don't even, this shit ain't even really about Kaepernick to me. It's about the fact that 32 other teams, I mean, 31 other teams showed me that they don't really fuck with me like that. Hey, those those new Lambo trucks, man, I'm boycotting that shit. You ain't going to see me driving one of those. I'm boycotting it. 